Mabea is one of the most interesting places in the world. What is it that makes it so amazing? Tell me. Mabea is one of the best places in the world to be. And why is that? I know so many people, the whole audience, crew, clientele in Mabea have traveled the world. It's very experienced travelers, business travelers, you name it. And they all love Mabea. There's a campaign made by the Junta, Junta, de Andalusia. Junta de Andalusia, which is called Andalusian Crush. So there is something addictive. But what there is, is that, definitely what is something Junta addictive. Andalusia, about. People are what, like, what is that? It's the municipality, it's the uh, authorities in the region, in Andalusia. So there is some, there's definitely something I know, because when I came there first time, there is some kind of, you get some kind of addiction to the culture, the, 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 the atmosphere. I think it's the light, it's the smell, the, you know, the, those, the, the vegetation, the plants, the, the flowers. It just has this uh, flora and fauna. But flora and fauna. talking about that. Talk about that is the Marbella Way. And why don't you just start with the Marbella Way? Welcome to the Marbella Way. And let's talk about what Marbella actually means. It means Mar, of course, is ocean. Beautiful ocean. Beautiful ocean. And it was actually a princess who once stood on a hill uh, back in the 60s, I believe, or 50s, back in those days, looked over the ocean. Um, I will look up the, the year and write it below and said Mar Bea, mm. beautiful ocean. And uh, so why is Marbella one of the most interesting places in the world? Can't fall to love that sound. How can that be possible? I don't know. Think about how many places <laughs> you can go in this world. Why do we keep referring to this place? Is it just because we spent 13 years there or is it real? What this do you think? It's completely real. There's no fake news about anything in Marbella. Marbella is real. And when you are there, you will, you will feel the vibe. The vibe. Today you we're going to talk about in love with Marbella. Icebreakers. One is parking. Something as it sounds almost boring, but it's actually a great topic to talk about parking. Like, and par parking like, tickets. Uh, signs from And what do you do parking. when you get a parking ticket? That's one well, of the. I have many good stories about parking. One of tickets. today's icebreakers. Right? I, I love, love that. And parking. then we're going like, to just talk parking. about the documentary, if it deserves that description that Piers Morgan made, the British journalist. And then we're going to talk about real estate, the real estate market. How do you live there? Where do you go? What do you buy? What do you do? So let's start with the parking. What do you have to say about parking? There's a lot of, there are a lot of things to say about parking, but you can be Why sure. Why is that, that a thing to talk about in Marbella? If you get a fine, like things will happen. You know, you can be late to some things and you can stand in line in the supermarket and people are buying a hundred and thousands of stuff and like, oh my God, I miss my parking ticket. And what happens if you do that in Copenhagen? So, like they will be like with a ninja. Like yeah, around the corner, somebody will like, wait around the hey, corner, and if you if you're ten seconds overdue, you'll get fined like like not only a normal fine, but like a, like a two hundred dollar fine. Destroy like this economy just yeah. by parking two minutes. I remember once in Copenhagen, we got a, a speeding fine. You are allowed to drive fifty kilometers per hour, and we were driving fifty one. Fifty one. Like fifteen miles. It's and it was taken from the cart like yes. this. So like, that's welcome no to the digital. Welcome to the digital society. But I'm happy to say that. Uh, 
in Marbella in Spain, it's the old society. And there are people there, people with a, a, a good faith in other nice people, yes. right? People like, who care hey, about you. You can so actually You can fail. actually talk with them. Like, you, you can, can actually sometime. talk with them. You can be light. And if you they are actually, late in Marbella, you have a little, oh, you get a fine. Oh, that's a shame. You can go in that, what's it like, what do you call that? The P pogometer or what do you call it? And you can cancel it. You know, you can cancel it for four dollars yeah. or four euros. And what if you uh, if you don't do that? Then you have a second option. So if you have a second option, you can go like that's a, like a place you have to. I think you'll write it down. Like you can contact this and this, and then you can reduce the fine. If you go within twenty four hours to a special office, they will reduce the fine significantly. So you have actually two steps, and then there's the human factor. It's actually not robots. It's actually real people. So it is real people. If they've already it's given a, a you robot, yeah. a fine. And, and you are there and, you know, your grandma was not well and you tried to help her. They listen to you. They're like, oh, I, had a situation. I, I, I actually feel like, sorry for you. You know, you know, what can I do to help it? You know, the first thing we're going to do, we're going to cancel that ticket. It's yes. not necessary. Please. So Human this, this society is like happy, go lucky place. You can cancel your parking. They flight. actually make that, you know, they actually have that thought. Is this ticket so important or is it more important than that our visitor, our guest, feels good. It, 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 but of course, if you, but of course, by parking we shouldn't, we shouldn't forget to say that if you really don't behave well, you will get a ticket for sure, no doubt. <laughs> but then, I mean, it's more fair. We actually it's think, not, okay, I think when, the, when they made that law, I think they were sitting in the town hall, have a good coffee and they're more like, hey, we, like, we are the people's place. Yeah. People are like, let's just, implement that good law. Let, let's say implement something called flexibility and human understanding. That is. I think they've had that uh, consideration. So thanks to people who made the law in Marbella because it's a fantastic law. I, think I actually remember, remember one time I was parking outside Coding List and I always pay my parking. But that day I forgot to come back in time. And this parking, what do you call it, parking officer passed by my car and he said, I didn't give you a fine because I always noticed that you are parking, like you're paying. So I knew you were late. Like, That's called you. thinking. It's called yes. thinking, you know, that not just, just doing deadless. what it says in the manual, but actually thinking. So one more taking, reason, go to Marbella, taking you, care. you can manage to pay your parking fine. If you get a fine, you can reduce it or you can cancel it within a certain time frame. I think it's a, a beautiful thing that the system has a human face the system takes you into consideration and appreciates you that that's a very beautiful thing and it's a i think it's an old school thing and i wish that will live forever let's hope it will live forever in my bear why are we mentioned pierce morgan today do you think we talked about it on the way here the reason is he made documentary oh. about Marbella, but many, many years ago. Yeah. And let me Coming just uh, say already now, UK, he completely failed. He failed. He failed. He failed. And, and why did he fail? Like, he, first of all, didn't spend... People been the one he, failing the people doing it. The, the Britain got talent. First of all, like, he Now did, we say, hey, we pushed the no button. No, thank you. Yeah. If I you think come he, back, make it better. He did time. push the no button on many people, and we're pushing the no button on his documentary. Yeah. Brian, the reason is that, uh, first of all, he came down from England, and uh, he uh, most definitely didn't do his research very well. No. Um, but the thing is, he also didn't spend more than 5,000 days there, like us. So he's 
but I wouldn't say he's excused. He just based his documentary on a lot of uh, like predefined conclusions and opinions about the place. And he just basically went out there to be an investigative journalist to just confirm his his conclusions, right? He already had a conclusion. Oh, we have to have this outcome. He was uh, driving around in a red Ferrari for a few days. Sorry, uh, California. And uh, he went on a yacht and he was actually um, um, also, I think, drinking champagne on the yacht. He was, actually. So he did kind of tap in. He did kind of tap into the uh, lifestyle. He he tried to tap into the lifestyle. But then you had this uh, very critical journalist talking about a lot of things that he literally doesn't know anything about. So what I would like to see is just a bit more of a humble approach when you come to a place. Just try to ask people, you know, more people in the local area uh, about... Uh, and maybe not what, only British. And not, you know, bring your, uh, let's say, uh, predefined understanding from England. And I'll then, just say to Piers Morgan yeah. now, next time you go to Marbella, there is an open invitation. Invitation, yeah. From the Marbella And we'll way. tell you the real yeah. story. We uh, and, uh, the take reason, you around. The reason why we can say that he failed is that he, like, on a scientific level, he failed. Because, let's say it was around 10 years ago he made the documentary. And... Everything he said uh, didn't uh, wasn't actually correct, and Mabea has developed, kept developing since the 50s, but especially the last 10 years, in an absolutely outstanding, spectacular way, like nowhere else in the world. So that's a fact today. So we can really say, you know, two plus two is four. Piers Morgan failed on his uh, uh, Mabea analysis, right? So you know, but it's okay. It's human to fail, and he he's a bit excused because he doesn't know a lot about the place. But we just wanted to we say We can give that. him a second chance. Let's just say Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Always. We're very open to second chances. Right? Very open to second chances. <laughs> yeah. So that was just a little bit about uh, the parking. parking, the friendly um, parking culture. Uh, especially if you know what to do. You know, you, you have to know that you go to this machine and you can cancel the ticket or you go to this office. You have to know that if you know that, it's it's a parking system with a human face. And if you are around Marbella, you will see the police very present. It's very safe to be around Marbella. And you'll see, oh, the beautiful horses, like the police riding the horses yeah. in the streets. It's feel, I, I would it say feels... they are extremely professional. Nice. And, and I do have to mention, because once we moved from Denmark, from Copenhagen, I, I will be honest and say we actually had a, somebody broke into our house. And um, we were uh, for uh, we were at Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah, and like it happened on Christmas Eve. And, and literally, more or less, everything was destroyed. Yeah. Everything was taken. Everything, and even they, yeah. Let's not <laughs> talk too much about it because <laughs> then it brings up that memory. But that and that was actually part of the. They even have reason. It was part of the reason that we said, like, okay, let's good. go on. We have to go somewhere to digest this, and we actually went to Thailand. One of our favorite places in the world. Yes. And we were walking on the beach, and then suddenly I got a brilliant idea walking on the beach. If you, ha- you and, have to say it yourself. And I ask you, when we come back to Denmark, would you like to move to Spain? And we you did. said, yes, let's yes. do it. That's we it. Did. And we packed our suitcases and we did it in 2011. So that's what we did. Um, but back to... Um, the police and safety in Marbella. Yeah, let's just finish that. They have three different police. But I don't know why we are around with these houses and robberies. That was because then when we came, that was just because when I 
turned it in, nothing really happened. They didn't really care about it. So, but when we came down to Marbella, I was traveling at the time and you were in the house and somebody pushed the panic button and the Guardia Civil was in the house within six minutes. And it was in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. They came in pickup trucks and jumped. And I couldn't speak a word of Spanish. And, and I'm uh, like six or yeah. seven policemen so, couldn't speak a word of English. So it's like they're doing sign language. It's like, <laughs> like, don't you speak Spanish? It's like, no, I, I, I just come here. As a, and that was in, that was in Guadalajara. Like, why do you have seven grown up men? Why don't you speak English? Yeah. But that changed actually. Now so they speak the point English. is that uh, they actually care and they actually protect people. So it's um, a very People definitely be in good thing. hands. Yeah. In Marbella. So now to the uh, other big, big topic of today, because Marbella doesn't have that many industries, of course. Mm. There is real estate, and then there is uh, real estate, and, <laughs> and real estate, uh, and then there is uh, hospitality, of course, uh, and that includes everything from hotels to cafes to restaurants to real right? estate to, to real estate, estate. and to yeah. real estate. Yeah, yeah. And and why is it so big, the real estate? Of course, because everybody wants to live there. So, and it's definitely one of the competitive <laughs> markets in the and, world. And if you see it, if you see it from, a, let's say, a map, like <laughs> the density of the place, how it developed, buildings, apartments, houses since the 50s. It's just, but the great thing is, it's such a huge area. If you take the whole stretch from Malaga and all the way to Gibraltar, let's say it's, a, it's around 100 kilometers. So yeah. that whole stretch, it, there's so much space. I mean, Andalusia uh, is like several times bigger than Denmark. So the area we're talking about is like, it's big. So there is enough space, which is, is great. But uh, on Costa del Sol, the Sunshine Coast, that we have uh, 1.6 million people today. So just it's just been developing from Torremolinos, which is five minutes from Malaga, mm -hmm. and all the way towards the west. And then we come all the way to Marbella, and then we talked about the Golden Mile. And then after the Golden Mile, further west, we have the new Golden Mile between Estepona and, and Marbella. Marbella. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about real estate, we talk about this Golden Triangle. We have Estepona a bit towards the west, then we have Benavis a bit up in the mountains, and then we have Marbella back on the coast, but on the east side. So that Golden Triangle, the square meter prices in Estepona is around 3,300 euros per square meter. In that area, Estepona, Benavis, around 5,000, and Marbella, 5,5. So Marbella, the most, the highest price per square meter, but the other places are amazing too, but a little bit less pricey. So what can you say about the? What would you say about the real estate market if you had to oh, educate somebody from scratch? That is a very competitive market, and you have to definitely live in Marbella and be there at least a year to understand the game there, because because it is a jungle. There is more real estate agent that I think you will find anywhere else in the world, compared to you know how small with, Marbella is. With many different nationalities, yes. because a lot of the uh... so you actually have if you are an agent, you will have almost all the properties and villas listed at your real estate shop or entity. Some, yeah, you, you, the thing is that it's a non-exclusive market. There are exclusive listings. There are agents that has exclusive listings. But the thing is, 
it's a normal thing and it's actually a great thing. It just makes the whole market so dynamic that people collaborate. And, and you it, it's because just, you can have like, I don't even know, 30,000 30, keys in your office is, not, is impossible. That's so you not have possible. to collaborate with people. So like we have this, agent. we have a buyer's agent and a seller agent. Of course, that can also be the same, but in many cases, so one agency brings the buyer and the other agency brings the listing or the house or apartment for sale. That's that's a very normal setup. And uh, and it works extremely well. Whereas in Denmark, for example, if you go to a real estate agency in Copenhagen, uh, you will you will have to go to all the real estate agencies to actually understand the market because mm. they all have different, different listings. listings yes. Whereas as a real estate agent, it's actually not about having access as a real it's more about do you have trust in that person, in that company? Mm. Do you feel that that you are confident uh, with their service, their professionalism, and are they friendly? Do you like to be around them? Do you know? Do they know something about the area? That's what matters. So uh, it's not actually the access to real estate. That's the second analysis. You need to basically mm. take a view on the preferences of the client and find out. The first thing you have to find out is: Do you want to be? There are different mm. dimensions. One dimension is: Do you want to be a bit up the mountain? In Estepona, the mountain, one of the, the main mountains is called Sierra Bermeja. In Mabea, the main mountain is called La Concha. La Concha. So do you want to be a bit up towards the chain of mountains that's just almost bordering up to the Mediterranean, giving you the view from your apartment or your house? Or do you want to be And of course, side? some peace, because when you go uphill, you will normally be a bit away from the restaurants and the, the, the vibrant life on the coast. So that's a trade-off. You have to find out, do I want my peace and my view uphill or do I want to be close to so where everything happens? So just be you know, next to the beach or have a beachside property. Yeah. So and a lot of people are very confused. They want both, but you can't have both. So that, that's one dimension, one parameter, definitely. Do you want to be closer to the beach or further up the mountains to get the views? That's one thing. Then, of course, you have all kinds of other diversities and differences, yeah. such as some golf, areas, yeah, yeah, golf, you can be close to on the first line golf, yeah. you can be just on, on a golf, golf course. course. Uh, you can, when you look out of your window, you see the golf course, or you can see the ocean, or you can see the mountains. You have to decide what environment do I want. So that's very much the natural environment. But also, um, do I want to be where I have peace and, and a calm space, you know, where I can hear the birds and listen to the wild boars at night in El Metronial or La Sagleta, for example, or do I want to be uh, in the more dynamic uh, city environment? And also, there's another trade-off, the trade-off between being in a very Spanish, authentic culture, mm. like San Pedro, for example, or more in the uh, more international area. You, you can find certain more internationalized areas in Nueva Andalusia, for example, and other areas, Marbella as well. But Marbella is there's no new development in Marbella, so if you want, there are there are, but not that many. But there are a few, but uh, not not that many. But there are still. If we a few talk there. about the Marbella old town. You don't find any new development. Not, not in the old town. It's no. just what I'm thinking but about. No. So if you you're looking for that, you definitely need to go more towards Estepona or you are. That's another thing. That's another uh, important uh, dimension to talk about is. Uh, do you want to have something with a traditional character, something that you then, uh, and does it have to be refurbished or not? That's a, another parameter you have to look at. So should it be modern style or should it be more traditional style, Spanish style? So do you want this Andalusian feel in your villa or your apartment, your, your garden, or do you want this 
perfect, simple, straight lines that you find in the in the new build. And so what are the advantages? The advantage, of course, of new build is that you have guarantees, you you have, uh, you know, everything works. It's the new uh, and electricity community and well. commu you know, community. Yeah, as well. Gardner. That's something you have in every single urbanization or every single compound. So you will have that whether it's old Spanish style or, or it's modern. But uh, yeah, so it's there's a style question. There is the do you want to be separate in a, in your own mm -hmm. do you want your own space or do you want yeah. to be close to others of course the advantage of being close to others is that um, you have shared pool garden cost whereas if you have a villa you have to pay all those costs yourself so that there are many different dimensions to look at but generally people are very but you would need a car if you live in marbia a lot of people say oh can we go to marbia without a car yes you can of course go to marbia without a car but it is more convenient to have a car. Yeah. Because you want to go out of Mabe as well. Having said that, there is Uber. There is Uber. Which we don't have in Denmark. Yeah. Yes. But we have it in Spain. Different story, and, yes. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it works very well. But of course, it's, it's a very big advantage to have a car. Yeah. And uh, we have talked about uh, rentals before. So, uh, yeah. But uh, back to the, the real estate market. So... Another thing. Why do you think there are so many people coming to buy real estate the last three years in Marbella? Well, first of all, when you refurbish a property and resell it or rent it out, of course, you have a cash flow, you earn money on your property. So it's, it's just, you know, a lot of people, when, they, when they're able to invest, some people prefer to have real estate because it's, it's something physical, tangible. If you talk about it as a product, it's not a financial product, intangible. You can't touch it. It's not just it's not like diamonds or, art. Or, or crypto or anything. It's something like diamonds or gold. It's something real, something you can touch. Can and and touch not only that, not, not only that, because it has more, let's say, capabilities than if you put your value in gold or diamonds because, because you, can you, can, you can use it. Exactly. You cannot live in your diamond. If you're lucky, you, you can make a, 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 some <laughs> jewelry out of it, but you can't actually use it. Right. But if you think about it, uh, the ultimate product, if you think about it, in the world must be a house. Yeah. If you think, the, the, you what, what, can, what, can, what can beat a house? A house, you can live there with your family, you can uh, have the most amazing experiences. It's a frame, it's a context and environment of your life. You can be happy and, and live your, pursue your dreams in a house. So it, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a big dream for many, many people in Europe to have a first, second, third or whatever amount of homes they're able to afford. And uh, a lot of them also rent out. Yeah, that, that I think is very interesting. Which is also making the whole market it's a whole year crisis market resistant. Now. Because when you invest in something and you don't want to use it because you're too busy or you, you have six properties instead of one, you rent them out and you make a, um, a certain uh, amount of money per year on that. And there's a lot of good property management out there yeah. to take care of it if you are It's depressed. a whole industry. I mean, Airbnb in many places in the world is not, is not as developed as no. in Marbella. No. But it, Marbella has 20 million people coming in every year through Malaga Airport, plus the other airports. So it's, it's really a lot of people coming in every day. So it, it works on a high level of service. Everything is organized. And they're, they're used to welcoming people uh, every day. So it's like checking into a hotel. That is very yeah. true. But in a homely environment. So 
yeah, the whole possibility to rent out makes it more attractive for people who want to invest in real estate. And the thing is that why not invest in something that you could actually use as well? Yes. You know, why? So I... Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So when you go to Marbella, you will not have a problem finding a place to stay. Either you choose a hotel or you stay in an Airbnb or private residence. And then, of course, it's interesting to talk about the uh, the whole uh, development of the luxury real estate uh, industry in Marbella, which really has taken off. It was already established uh, decades ago, but it's just really been taking off in the recent years. And of course, it's a synergy. It's a combination of various factors, but things like... The whole Danny Garcia group, more Michelin chefs. Uh, mm. More people with passion seasons, and a dream are coming. Four seasons, you know, more and more high-level options are coming to the place in terms of hotels, restaurants, entertainment options, social experiences. So all that is just attracting more people and also the luxurious segment because it's not a simple village anymore. It, it's, it's like a city. It's like a cosmopolitan city now, that uh, and everything is so close. So that's why the whole luxury market has exploded too. And I think it's very, in, it's also very important to definitely talk about is, okay, if you buy real estate, a lot of people think, okay, how can we decorate it? There's so many options of interior designer out there, very good interior designer, and also if you want a handmade or you want a custom fit, as really good and big market for and that. that's one and thing that uh, quite, I would say quite affordable as well that of course a uh, a new buyer in the market has to think about is do i have the experience or the passion to actually refurbish this myself mm. or the capability or do i want something else to do, somebody else to do it or do i want something that is already refurbished that's an important some people are experienced in this and they they will take it on and they can get a lot of help from interior designers and, and all kinds of developers that will help architects getting them in, to their goal, to their their dream house or dream apartment. So there's a lot of, of help to get there. So what would you suggest if people are thinking, okay, I want to buy a property in Marbella, where do I start? I think if... What is the first step I need to do? I think the first step is definitely to get to know the areas, to, to just really... Um, move around in the area and, and feel the different areas because there are when we talk about Marbella, when we talk about Costa del Sol, there are there are so many areas people never heard about. Mm. Uh, you know, you remember we talked about La Virginia, for example, which is you can actually live there as well, but yes. it's just a little pocket that's even locals may actually not know. Some locals don't even know it. So there are a hundred small areas that are absolutely outstanding. So you have to see the, the main, and you, then you will soon find out what is it. You, you, it's important to actually also get to see some, some, some examples of real estate where you, you'll say, you know, people know instantly, this, this is not for me. This is not interesting. It's not what I'm looking for. So sometimes the other way around is to say no 10 times. When you've said no 10 times, you're like, oh, okay, so... Now you know more what you want. Kind of two options left, uh, which is something that seems to be something for me. Yeah, so that's another way. But uh, yeah, definitely research the market. Go uh, experience the market, the vibe, the sports facilities, the restaurants, the locals. How does it feel to be in that area? 
that I think is the most important thing. But uh, but of course, it's absolutely crucial. But of course, you cannot do that if you invest in a new build. If you invest in a new development, right. you look at the overall sketches. The, Sometimes the, even by off plan, but you can still yeah. come and see it, like the area. But then you, you can you get to know the area. How far away is it from Estepona? How how is the view going to be? So all those things you can you can uh, understand on beforehand. And then what you would you recommend it. if people should buy a property, like a new build or an old house or a villa? I think if you have absolutely no clue about how to, no clue or no interest in refurbishment or making a difference yourself, it's definitely easier to buy something that is new build. And then if you need it, you can get help for the furnishing uh, or interior design. That's definitely a straightforward way. The other way is uh, if you buy something that is old, there's a lot of excellent developers that will have already provided a great product um, from A to Z, even furnished. And then when you see it, you can decide if you want the furniture or not, but you can have it as part. So a good way to start if you're very inexperienced and uninterested in doing things yourself is to just look for the final product. So what is the final product that I would like to have? <clears throat> Whereas but if you're more experienced... But a lot of people don't know. Even they don't know if they should live beachside or they should live mountainside. I understand. When you come there, you yeah. get so attracted to all the places that you, it's so difficult to find out where would I stay? Where, where do I want to stay? Yeah. But um, that's why it's a great idea to really take enough time to uh, circle around and get to know because this place you, and that place. If you talk about place. Puerto Banus, it's definitely very intense in the summer month. Yeah. From, I will think, June to September, so, you will live in a big, big vibe. If you want to you get to know the place, it's important to to be there at a few different uh, times of the season. Yeah. Not only judge it based on a, a summer season. or high season, because yeah, yeah. it's so busy season. there. Because if you think, oh, I'm coming in Marbella in October, and I would love Puerto Banus, I want to stay there, you will be very surprised how the summer in Port Venice. But now now the thing is, it is actually busy, busy all year now. But not, but not as busy as uh, from June, July, August. But you should uh, arrive. Uh, is my favorite uh, time of the year is the spring and the autumn. You have like amazing summer weather, but it's not too crowded and not too hot either. So, but another thing about the climate, uh, which makes it so fantastic, is that you have the breeze from the Mediterranean, and actually the ocean cools down the climate about 10 degrees compared to inlands during the summer, where That's... it gets much, much warmer. Yeah. <clears throat> a place like Madrid, for example, is two to three hours north in a fast train, uh, or one hour in a, in a uh, one-hour flight. It gets extremely hot in the summer and, and very cold at, at winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like being in Denmark during the winter, but so uh, yeah. whereas where uh, where, whereas the climate in, in Marbella, uh, in the winter time the ocean heats it up, and in the summertime the opposite. And, and people so it, are still swimming. If you go in January, yeah. people will swim in the sea. Yeah, it's very normal. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's 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 bring a, your bikini even if you come in the winter time as well. Yeah, it's very charming that you can go for lunch and then you can have a quick swim in the sea after. But, you know, in Denmark, we jump in through the hole in, in the, the ice. The eggs first, right? Which is like it's a, a different, it's a different like approach. A big so when people talk about cold water in Marbella during the winter, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing a bit. It's like a different concept. But... It's not really cold. It's 
it's not that warm either, but it's not. It's ice not like cold. Wim Hof ice. It's shower not. Uh, it doesn't qualify. No, you cannot say a, that you are. You will be. Ah, I'm a winter. <clears throat> what do you say? Winter swimmer. You will not be qualified for that if you live in Latvia. No. You think you can when you live in Latvia. Oh, I'm swimming in the winter, yeah, but you don't come with an X, right? Down deep. Dive into the pool. One of the cool things uh, talking about swimming is that some of the more professional or cool swimmers, they like to swim between the. Uh, there's a pier coming out at Puente Romano, and there's uh, the bridge at Mabea Club, and it's about 1,000 meters. So they love to swim that stretch. They know that that's about a kilometer, and you just see those people swimming out there. It's pretty, pretty cool. Um, to swim in the ocean. It's, it's I just remember that they also have and Iron it's not Man too cold. sometimes there. Iron Man in Marbella is also there sometimes. There, yeah, yeah, that's right. I was thinking about it when we talk about swimming. So uh, let's sports. go back to talk a little bit more about uh, the main topic, real estate. And let's mention that you another parameter that just comes to my mind you have to think about is do you want to live in a city or do you want to live on the countryside? Because you can do both mm -hmm. and you can be close to everything, but you have to make a choice. So let's say you were, you wanted, really wanted a city apartment, then you could, you might want to go to Malaga even, right? Uh, you can have, if you're in the Mabea area, you can also choose places in Nueva Andalusia, in, in uh, yeah, even in San Pedro, Mabea, other places where you feel like it's, it's a city-like vibe. So you have to decide, do I want to be in a, in a city or do I want to be on the countryside? That's another good, uh, a good consideration. Good and you, tick box or check box. And another thing to consider, of course, is uh, that if people have family, they want to try to live close to the school. Because a lot of people, parents drive their kids to school in the morning. So it's really a big help that you're not too far away. And especially if you have more kids, that it's more concentrated. Yeah. There's no school bus. But, well, there is, but it's not, it's not really a common thing there. I think if you live in the other part and you go to the German school, I think there is you know, a school bus or something. But I think most people will drive the, the kids to school. Yeah. So what other things do you think we should mention when we talk about uh, buying real estate in Marbella? That's a lot of things. In this episode. In uh, this there'll episode, be yes. Quite a lot more. I think the most important for me when we, uh, we start to live in Marbella is to find the agent that you are in line with, that understand what you want. Because there's a lot of agents out there and they are not all in for your best interests. They just want to sell you something and they don't know a lot about the properties because you don't need a license in Marbella to be an agent. That's the biggest difference from where we come from. Yeah. That you can just basically tap in from the street and say, I want to be agent. Yeah. So find an agent that have a little bit of experience as well, the areas and also lift some of the places that you want to have or you have interest in. Yeah. Yeah. So you should definitely feel confident. Uh, you should feel that feel safe with the with this with, a, with an agent, with a professional person in the market. And uh, if the person doesn't know his or her way around and doesn't know how things work, you, you should probably consider finding someone else. You should. <laughs> Very good idea. You think we missed something today? 
Did we cover everything, or? I think now that we have talked about um, houses, apartments, uh, living opportunities, and the different lifestyles related to the different options, uh, another interesting option to mention is that we are in Marbella surrounded by small, extremely charming villages such as Monda, Ochen, um, Ronda is a bit further up, but those small villages, even Benavis Pueblo and, and other Mijas towards the airport, Mijas Pueblo, you have, um, of course, uh, small, small uh, Casares, uh, which is um, just, just west of Estepona. Those small villages are, if, if you want to be in an ancient, like in a totally traditional yeah. historical setting, very charming, then it's that's the place door. you should look yes. for. This is you know, just next door, and, just a and, short and, and Talking about Casadas, which is just... Fantastic place. I mean, it's another dimension. You have the hotel that you can maybe talk a little bit about, just on the beach about side. Mondana. No, yeah, Finca Cortesin. Finca Cortesin, right? Cortesin. They have uh, built and are building some beautiful, beautiful luxury villas, actually. And they have some of the best golf courses and restaurants. So it's actually the, let's say, it's definitely the Marbella club of that region. Yeah, definitely. That is it's a very, and very, very high level. Club as well. So that's the beach side of Casares. Mm. If you go up to the Pueblo, up in the mountains, that's where we go to watch the eagles sometimes, right? You, you have hundreds of eagles. I've never seen Big that many huge eagles before. Uh, they're they're, they're the always top. there. Uh, there's the big old castle on the top. And you can yeah. in, also, if you're into climbing, you can hire an expert and you can climb yeah. up through the ruin as well. So the, in that area, you have uh, it's also, stressed on you know, on the, on the way up from the coast to uh, Casares Pueblo, you have like countryside properties and mm. you just, wow. they're so like a movie. unique a movie and mysterious. Setting. And you just, every single time you see them lying out there in the forest, you wonder, yeah, suddenly what is you that drive up there, there, you find a restaurant it's in, in really the side of the road. magical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, that's one thing that, I mean, is just always inspiring uh, about this area we talk about, that there are so many dimensions of it. Even if you've stayed there for, like us, more than 10 years, you can keep getting inspired. Because when we come back to that particular area, for example, in Casares, there are places. There are always places you haven't been. You can't. You cannot have been everywhere. There are small pockets that so you can keep. Keep. You can really keep discovering. And and I think that's just if you're a curious person and you want to learn more and you want to investigate. I mean, that's the place. You can, yeah, find the most charming small country houses yes. around, and make your own little paradise. Yes. Grow your own uh, vegetables, you know, that's still... That kind of thing, yes. Yeah, I think. That is really something. So yeah. everything you wish for, you will find in Marbella or outside Marbella. And uh, towards Ojen and Monda, you, you could, if you wanted, buy a plot of land and have your own olive trees, have your own uh, um, orange production. You know, the whole countryside around Marbella is full of those places. Hmm. Big places, small places. And honey as well, and olive oil. You can go, you just have a little drive out the city and you will find olive oil, local produce, olives, oranges, honey. I just have this uh, place in mind. 
when we go towards Soto Grande, right? Mm -hmm. The Polo, the little Argentina area. You go uphill from there to the castle, you remember? Mm -hmm. Castellar de la Frontera. Yes. Which is, we have to talk about that next time, because that is a very, very It's unique. a fairy tale in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Historical it's this, land. It's this, it's this. People are still uh, living up there in that old castle. I think it's even 800 years old. It's just like this, that. I mean, that, that's another thing, that it's just this, there's a certain dimension, level of unpredictability, some excitement about the place, because you can, you, there's, there are stories and there are like this mystery. You won't find that in many places, such as, again, in Scandinavia, everything is extremely well organized and it's very predictable. And, and it works Chaos very well. Chaos. It works like a machine, but it's not that exciting that machine. Uh, it's, it is, it doesn't mean you, you can, that's another thing, you can still find absolutely amazing places and restaurants in Copenhagen, top places for sure. But the unpredictability factor, the adventure factor is just bigger on the south, in the south of Spain. It's just bigger. So if you're an adventurer and you are You may find a house that was abandoned and you may adventures. take it over and start it up again. And, and it, you go the Marbella it, It's way. been empty for 30 years. Yes. And now you, you just literally give it life again. That whole thought of connecting with the past and finding gems is just something that I think whatever you, whatever, whatever gem you love, whether it's good wine or diamonds or stamps or coins or yeah, whatever tech program, whatever passion you have, <laughs> right. I, we definitely have a passion for finding gems in Andalusia. That's for sure. Otherwise, I mean, I don't think we could create 200 episodes, but we will. And talking about episodes, it's not that important, actually, because every single story we're talking about is, it doesn't matter what number it has. No. It's something that is, is real and it's authentic and it's from there and it matters. It matters. Yeah. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go the Marbella way if you're seeking adventures. And we are ready with more Marbella way just whenever you are. Marbella is one of the most interesting places in the world. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.